Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Please be advised that Gen X This Is Why contains adult language. Doc is like a lifeguard at Action Park. <laughs> Get back in that fucking water! <laughs> Hi, welcome to Gen X This Is Why, the podcast where we re-examine the sometimes bizarre and often scarring media of our shared childhood. My name is Amy and I'm a proud Gen Xer born in 1977. And I'm her sister Jenny, born in 1974. Bone to pick with you. We need, we need a sound effect for that. Why? What? Okay, so... I'm fine with you screwing up our time to record, but I am not fine having to cancel your nephew's vet appointment and jeopardizing his dies. health. <laughs> Poor Lafayette Beetle had an appointment at three o'clock today and he cannot make it now because I'm going to be talking about Brett Michael's dick later. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, priorities. <laughs> So that's why he's yelping. He's very upset. What, what is he going to the vet for? You're not going to fix what's wrong with him. No vet can fix what's wrong with him. They're going to do an ocular pat down. <laughs> <laughs> an ocular examination. I'll give him an ocular examination. He's an asshole. <laughs> um, all right, Jenny. Let's just get this out of the way right now. The queen is dead. Thoughts? The queen is dead. And like everyone dead. seems shocked. Even me. But yet she's 96 years old and why are we shocked? It's like, isn't it Operation London Bridge is, or London Bridge is down or something? I don't know. They've had no this idea. plan for her death for like 20 years. Well, so right before you hopped on, when you said you'd be here at 1.30 and hopped on at 1.49, um, I was watching the first official address by King George III. Oh, Lord. King, King Charles. Charles, King Charles III. King, you know who King George III was, right? He was the dude that we won our independence from. <laughs> nice job. Um, and I have to say something. So I've watched The Crown. You've watched The Crown, mm-hmm. right? I have, of course, like all of us do, complete mixed emotions about the monarchy. It should yeah, not exist, but right. it does. Whatever. When Prince Charles, well, King Charles, started to speak, he sounds exactly like that actor who played him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That actor's never awesome. Really heard, I had never really heard him speak. He's never really been allowed to speak. <laughs> <laughs> and when I when I uh, heard him, I was like, holy shit, that actor did an amazing job. Yeah. It's like it's like when we heard all heard Jared Kushner speak. We we're like, 
what? Hate dogs? Like some public figures are just super quiet. And Prince Charles was one of them. Um, But he did in his farewell speech call her mama and papa. Okay. And then he, he talked to her even though she's dead. How do you feel about that when people like put birthday cakes on Facebook and they're like, happy birthday in heaven, mom. I feel like that's different than mentioning somebody in a speech that just died. I think that's okay. I think having birthday cakes for the dead, <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to offend anyone, but you know, what are you doing? I'm just going to, I'm just going to ask Jenny a bunch of questions that are going to get her canceled. Okay. Well, I mean, we're going to get canceled in this episode. So, Oh guys, it was I nice Jenny- knowing you all. It was nice knowing you all. We're getting canceled. I text Jenny and I was like, this will be our downfall. <laughs> like, we cannot. Before um, we start on our on the path to our downfall, can I make one more recommendation? Sure. House of Dragons. Are you watching it? Good? No, not yet. Oh, it's so good. And the good thing about this is the book series that it's based on mm-hmm. is complete. So we're not going to run into a whole Game of Thrones situation where the ending is like, what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Where the ending was written by Tom Ballack. <laughs> yeah, basically, right? <laughs> um, Jenny, Timmy and I save all of our shows for the winter. <sighs> um, but he had been he had been hearing bad reviews. So I'm gonna tell him you like it because I feel like he listens to you. No, I like it. It's good. Okay. All right. I don't know who these bad reviews are coming from. Do you wanna know what I'm watching? Hmm. Put Turn your mic off a minute because I don't want you to judge me. I'm going to judge you. I'm, I'm guys, always judging you. I'm watching Come Closer, guys. Virgin River. <laughs> what the fuck is that? It sounds like a friggin' Nicholas Sparks book. Um, It's the television equivalent of a Nicholas Sparks book. <laughs> <sighs> it's, uh, it's, 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 I don't know how to describe it. It's like a. Gray's Anatomy? No, no, Gray's Anatomy was better. Um, okay, that's. I don't know. It's just like a cheesy soap opera, guys. But whatever. I mean, you know, it is what it is. Okay, I can't watch murder. I can't watch death. I'm just done with those things. So I'm watching Virgin. There's Herbert. so many don't other things me. to watch between besides okay. a horrible soap opera and murder and death. I feel like there's a ton <laughs> of things to watch. All right, Jenny, let's jump into the shit show. I don't even know. You should have... watch The Sandman. No, we're saving that. The Sandman's so good. I don't even have... It's season eight. Do you know... Do you have an episode number? Episode 16. Okay. So this is Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> season eight. Episode oh, wait, 16. I lied. Episode 17. Episode 17. Days of Sunshine, Days of Shadow, Part 1. Now, I want to say... <laughs> I have, when I, I was days of sunshine, days of rain, part one. Okay, when I was creating the Zencaster room where we record, I couldn't remember the name, and I named it Days of Sunshine, Worlds of Pain. Okay. <laughs> All right, Jenny, hit us with the description. The marriage between Almanzo and Laura faces its first test when he falls seriously ill with diphtheria and later suffers a crippling stroke. Eliza Jane arrives to help care for her brother, but makes matters worse by babying him. So, guys, Jenny and I are going to have a How the Sausage is Made discussion real quick. Jenny, we watched season one, episode two of Rock of Love, and we watched this. Which was worse? This, by far. I agree. (laughs) 
I agree. I was thinking like, oh, I can't wait to talk about Rock of Love. Not for good I was reasons. Like, I was like, thank God now I'm watching Rock of Love. That should tell you something about this episode. <laughs> Written by Dom Balick. Directed by Directed Landa? Directed by Landa. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. We see Laura outside watering the chickens. That's what I have. She's watering chickens because I, I, it looks <laughs> like she's dumping water on them. I think it's the feed, but okay. When Pa and Manly return from somewhere, Jen, Manly's bought some horses, and now his Manly, latest scheme is to be a horse breeder. Manly's gone again. I'm like, he's gone again. And then they mentioned that Laura still has two months of this pregnancy, people. I have that written down. <laughs> two months. <laughs> How that? She's been pregnant for a year and a half. I, I can't even imagine being pregnant this long. Oh my I God. mean, I was pregnant for like a quick six months because I didn't find out I was pregnant until I was almost two months along. And I had the girls a month early. So I have like a six month pregnancy. Okay. Which was I mean, pretty good. It did But Laura, uh, Laura's on six years. Okay. Yeah. Manly goes to clear the lo- the land and she's going to make lunch and bring it to him. So now I have a question. Where's Laura... the orchard? Is the, or- the orchard was right outside their house and now you don't see it. No right? Clue. It was literally right outside their house. Yep, no clue. Okay. Now we see Laura approaching with lunch, and he's plowing the land, and they comment on the impending fog, and I'm just like, oh, fuck, what's what's going to happen? Because we knew something bad was going to happen. Right? It's Little House. Of course something bad's going to happen. Okay. She says, oh, how's it coming? And he's like, oh, I got three more acres. Why am I summarizing every sentence they say? Anyway, <laughs> we find out Fuckface has been putting shit on credit. Laura's super nervous about the credit and Manly's like going nuts with his new Visa card. <laughs> Why is she super nuts about the credit, Jenny? Because Pa made her paranoid about credit. Yeah. She's like, my father would never put stuff on credit. Because he's, you know, a real man. And Almanzo's like... And that's why you right? never had your own room, Laura. Almanzo's like... I, your paw didn't show. Your paw didn't show it, but I know he was judging me putting these horses on credit. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah he was. Yeah. Laura says before she was born, a cloud of grasshoppers, which sounds like my worst nightmare ever. Yeah. Um, destroyed his biggest crop, paw's biggest crop, and it took him years to pay back everything he owed. So that's why he hates credit. We finally have. Some continuity here around why Charles hates credit. Yeah, I remember. Do you remember the grasshopper thing? I I can't even think about a grasshopper. It makes me want to throw up. Okay. Okay. So Manly's like, as soon as I harvest that crop, I'll have cash just like Pa. Okay, whatever. Whatever. In the drama barn, Charles is making his new grandchild a cradle. And Charles is whining that the the mill is slow and he's bored. He's bored, Jen. Well, because there's a slowdown at the mill. Mm Mm-hmm. So he's thinking of going to work at a nearby labor camp, working for the railroad. And Carolyn freaks Carolyn's out. Carolyn's triggered. Like, no, you're not, man. Triggered. Triggered. We all remember when he went with uh, Edwards, he became an explosives expert. He got tunnel vision and Edwards had to knock him the fuck out. <laughs> I feel like there was a couple incidents where he had drama working on the railroad. <laughs> then he asks if they will ever see a day when they're not fretting about money. Um, The last 10 episodes? Yeah, because they were just like spendthrifts in the last mm-hmm. couple episodes. Mm-hmm. So that night, Manly is whining that his back is hurting. And Laura's like, did you overdo it? And I'm thinking, 
Oh, like when he took off and she almost died of heat exhaustion in the front yard? Of course he's overdoing it. Of course. So then Laura has her maternity leave all lined up, Jen. And she's like, it's okay that I go back to work once I have the baby, right? And suddenly Mr. Progressive is like, oh yeah, that's fine. Well, you know why he's okay with it now. Because he needs to pay off that debt. Because he's made some bad financial moves. Yeah. (laughs) The next day, Laura heads off to work. And Manly's home work in the fields, Jen. In the pouring rain, he pulls a William Henry Harrison. Harrison. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, that's right. At dinner, I just wrote, life does not have to be this hard, people. It just doesn't. Like, just don't wait one day. Don't plow it in the rain. Yeah, like it's not going to rain for six months. It's not the monsoon. Like, can you just wait a day? Although we just had rain for five straight days and we got five inches of rain. Yeah, but we're in climate change now. That's true. At dinner, Laura's flipping out because he's sick. Like, she's pissed. She's pissed. And he's sniffling all over himself. He sounds like a moron, doesn't he? Jenny. I can't even with the acting in this episode. I, Dean Butler, I'm sure you're a nice person. Mm-hmm. He is, actually, I think. He is. Yeah. But you're not going to win an Academy Award. Oh, my God. This acting put, is so bad. It's so bad. Day job. <laughs> it is so bad. So, Albert and Laura tells him Albert and James are coming over to help tomorrow. Now, the next day, Jen, we get fever camp. Almanzo <laughs> is dying, but he's still plowing. He's still plowing. Hey, everybody, I plow when I'm dying. Oh, <laughs> he's so gross. At the Wilder Farm, James and Albert are brushing the new horses, and they look over their shoulder, and they see... <laughs> I started laughing at They this. see Alonzo stumbling down the hill like Frankenstein's monster, oh. and he's like, Oh, oh, just <laughs> grunting. <laughs> he looks drunk. It's so And bad. I just wrote, they see Almanzo dying on the horizon. <laughs> so they help him to the house and Laura's fre- freaking out. And he's like, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. So she sends for Baker. Okay, now we see Baker. And he is taking care of Almanzo. Well, and they just all like pile on him. And I'm like, they don't even know what's wrong with him. He could have diphtheria or smallpox. And he does Thank have you. diphtheria. Thank you. I have notes about this. So he's like, how you feeling? And he's like, hot and weak and it's hard to breathe. Doc tells no, him, stay hey, in bed. That's not what he says. He says, hot, <laughs> weak. <laughs> yes, he does. Yes, Doc he is does. doing an ocular examination. <laughs> Doc is doing an ocular pat down. And he's like, I've never heard this advice given to any fever victim. He tells him, stay in bed and keep covered up no matter what happens. Yeah, me neither, especially if you're running fever. And he's like, but the harvest. <laughs> I don't see, you're plowing a field. Where's the harvest? The, the the orchard's not even there. I know. So Charles comes over, and let me just say, in this episode, Charles shines. This is his episode. Can we, I just want to say a couple of things here, though. <laughs> he also says, I'm so tired. <laughs> I was dying this is so ridiculous now jenny you you cannot imitate his voice later you cannot make fun of him after a stroke so get it all out of your system i have to get it i know i know that's what i'm doing (laughs) okay that's what i'm doing because he's just sick right now whatever 
Charles and Laura are there. Charles is like, look, I was just saying I was bored. So I'll harvest your shit. I'll do everything you need me to do. I'm bored. So they leave the room and Doc, Doc tells them he has diphtheria and it's highly contagious. I have an index card. Jenny, why would you not tell everyone that when they were in the fucking room, especially the pregnant woman? Because he hadn't finished his ocular examination yet. God. All right, go ahead. What affliction does Amonzo have besides he's an idiot? <laughs> hey, everyone, I'm an idiot. He has diphtheria, which is a serious infection. That's why I'm laughing. Caused by strains of bacteria that make poison. Jesus. It can lead to difficulty breathing, heart failure, paralysis, or death. Very serious t- disease, despite how ridiculous Almanzo is making it. <laughs> I can't before breathe. The, Who's going to crop? Hey, everybody. <laughs> Who's going to harvest my crop? <laughs> Go on. That's <laughs> not okay. <laughs> the guy's dying. Anyway. Before the vaccine, it was the leading cause of childhood death around the world. <laughs> Why am I laughing? Read that sentence. Nice. Thanks. Nice. Thanks for that. I'm getting canceled because mm-hmm. of you. Nice. The vaccine was discovered by Emil von Berhing in 1894. So we determine we're like 1885 here or so, right? 1886. Yeah. Yeah. But was not widely available until the early 1930s. Diphtheria is unheard of in the U.S. since the vaccine. There's only been two cases reported between 2004 and 2015. It is, however, still an issue throughout the world, as a lot of other diseases are. But it is even this is considered rare across the world, with under two, 20,000 cases reported a year. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. all I got. It, it says that you can have paralysis. Like it doesn't. But then they say he had a stroke. So I don't know if like that's where the paralysis comes from, or I if have- they just made up another stroke i don't know i don't know i just in my notes i have this is an old-timey disease is it old-timey in that we've eradicated it from the planet with vaccine yes well not the planet but most of the planet Mm -hmm. but um no it's still i mean there's still a lot of diseases around on earth that are quote-unquote old-timey i guess that have been around for a long time so you wouldn't let um, a pregnant woman near him right you shouldn't no it's a deadly disease needs to be brought up on charges (laughs) instead he rolls up as he's gonna roll up with some alcohol and medicine bottles he's like i'll go get medicine yeah whatever okay there's no cure for this at the time no cure okay so doc says well there is a mild epidemic going around if he were weakened by a cold so again he pulled a william henry harrison yep yep doc says laura you and the baby should not be caring for him. And she's like, I don't care. I'm going to care for him. I'll die and let my baby die to care and for this And he's like, okay, but don't sleep with them. And she's like, done. Yeah. <laughs> and then he says, boil everything he touches. I mean, okay. I hate when I have to boil my clothes. <laughs> now Laura is feeding Manly. And once again, she's running shit while way pregnant. She's yeah. gotta she's gotta get water from the well. She's gotta boil all this shit. Hey everybody, I'm a fucking terrible husband. <laughs> I just have oh no, not the well again. Uh, and later that night we see Laura risking her and her unborn baby's life to take care of Almanzo. How is he a good husband? He's not. He's not. He does all these risky financial moves. They're always in some kind of weird debt. 
she's always doing everything and almost dying. <laughs> so you know that Almanzo in real life got this. Shut up, really? Almanzo Wilder. Yeah, he got it. Oh, older. Almanzo Wilder. Yeah, but he... Dean Butler. <laughs> like what no the real almanzo wilder got this and that's why he walked with the cane in the last years of his life oh so i don't know when he got it let me look it up real quick in the spring of 1888 wilder and his wife were both stricken with diphtheria Although they both survived, Wilder suffered from one of his le- one of the less common late complications of the Ill- illness called neuritis. Areas of his legs were temporarily paralyzed, and even after the paralysis had resolved, he used a cane to walk. So that was in 1888, and he was born in 1857. Oh, so he was pretty young. Yeah, 31. 57, 58. Yeah, 31. But, I mean, he lived till he was 92. So he yeah, survived. Wow. Okay. All right. So suddenly we see Manly in bed. And it starts hailing outside. Jen, do you want to talk about this scene? Oh, my God. It's ridiculous. I have it, guys. It's going to be in the Mimi Bees when we <laughs> release this episode. It is the most bizarre thing I think I've ever seen. He jumps up and he's like, I have to oh, go save my crop. We're going to lose everything, Beth. And there's this wild scene of Laura literally hanging on to him, screaming not to go. Don't go. Don't go. And then he slaps her off of him. Um, Way to take care of your wife and kids, bro. She's pregnant. Not that it's okay to hit her if she's not. Also, didn't Pa do this? Shut your mouth. Didn't he do this? My crap. Like, you're a person. It's hailing. What are you going to do when you I'm get out sure there? I'm sure Paul never hit Carolyn, please. What are you going to do when you get out? What is the plan although, when I'll you get out for- there? Although I'll never forget when the Gallander brothers manhandled Carolyn and Charles went bananas. <laughs> All right. <laughs> he went to banana town. So he grabs his head and suddenly collapses in the front yard like, Whoa! and I just wrote, quick, Joe, rains down on them. Now, Jenny, I think Quick Joe's a regional thing. So I think it is. So let me just take a minute to explain. Yeah. Guys, it's like fake hail. It's like rock salt that we put on our sidewalks here in Northeast Pennsylvania, which is something you do when you get snow. But it's like white pellets. It almost looks like Dippin' Dots. Yeah. Yeah. So It's probably super toxic. Who knows? It's super toxic. And we are spreading it all over and then like sleigh riding in it. <laughs> so cut to doc baker and he's concerned about laura not manly yeah because he's just like manly's probably not so i'm gonna call him not so manly it's probably <laughs> not gonna pull through <laughs> he comes manly comes too but he cannot speak and he can't feel his left arm and then he realizes he can't find his left he can't feel his left leg i've already can't find his left leg oh my god who is it Baker does an ocular diagnosis and believes he had a stroke and his left side is paralyzed. I just wrote, oh no, he had a stroke. Oh, we are getting canceled. This is um, officially the end of our podcast. <laughs> okay. Baker is so out of his league right now. Baker is so out of his league and he admits it. 
And <laughs> Manly is he's slurring. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay. So, let me preface all of this by saying strokes are very serious. And I'm terrified of strokes. I am too, because they're like random. Yeah. We're we're terrified of random things. I think we've we've, you know, talked about that. Jen Charles pops by. Because we have some time passage and Doc Baker's like trying to work with Del Monzo. Oh, oh, no. To help no, no, him no, regain no, his no. use. Doc is yelling at his patient who had a stroke to quote unquote try harder. <laughs> try harder. And Get oh, out guess of what? You pussy. <laughs> guess what? It works. He's like at Action Park. <laughs> <laughs> I just have that this is the opposite of the Oscars. <laughs> so bad. Doc is like a lifeguard at Action Park. <laughs> Get back in that fucking water. So Charles pops by and Baker comes down and tells them, I have some good news. Almanzo had a tiny bit of movement in his left side. And Laura's like, will he ever be half the man he used to be? She doesn't say that, but close enough. Baker's like, mm, yeah, got me. I know nothing about this. He's like, I don't know much about this thing. And like, I feel like that is literally everything. Like, he literally says that about everything. He says the damaged part of Almanzo's brain needs to relearn what it has lost. Okay. Now, Jenny, I don't know if this is his official remedy, his official prescription here, but he says with time and patience, and a great deal of love, he'll be fine. Oh, God. Oh, God. Baker tells Laura, move Almanzo downstairs because you shouldn't be going up and downstairs all day. And Pa's like, I got this. Okay, Jenny. So let me just get this straight so I know. Laura's very pregnant, so she shouldn't be going up and downstairs. But she can plow field, water an orchard. Yeah, yep. And yeah. she can be Take care next of the animals, to somebody with Feed this theory. guy. Okay. That's correct. So Laura has a breakdown. <laughs> she tells Pa their crop is ruined and she can't work. And they only have a few, they only have money for a few months. And Charles is like, well, we'll do this. Like, I'll help. I got this. Then he says, at least your house is free and clear. And she's like, no, it isn't. Nope. Big, not so manly, took a $500 mortgage against it without even telling me. And I wrote, Jesus Christ, he's terrible at money. Mimi's, if you've read the books, like, please come at us if this was a thing that Almanzo was like terrible with money, because it's certainly an I'm really playing that out. I feel like that's a paw thing. That's our, I mean, a Michael Landon thing. But I guess. So I looked it up, and a $500 mortgage would be equivalent to like roughly fifteen or 16000 today. So that's not I have $1,250 or $12,500. That's not that bad. No, but if you have not a lot of money, that's a lot of money. And if you're married to Almanzo. Yeah. Yeah. So the bank has already been around and Paul just gives her a pep talk and he's like, look, I'll talk to the bank. Don't fucking worry about it. Well, but do you also notice how he's like, don't blame Almanzo. It's not his fault it rained. Like you could tell he's feeling like he's he's done this before. <laughs> well, and you could tell he's like, I cannot fit one more person back in that little nope. house. So she needs no. to stay here. So Paul get, Pa says to her, the most important thing is that you take care of yourself and my grandchild and I'll take care of all of this. And I just wrote, this is hot. Okay. When he's like, I got this. Oh God. It's the opposite of whatever is upstairs in that bed. Yeah. So then he says, 
thanks for being my daughter. And he leaves. Okay. At the bank, Anderson, Mr. Anderson, the banker, doesn't give a fuck. Oh, that guy doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. He's like, I want my money. The board of directors want my money. So Charles is like, look, if I could bring the loan up to date by the end of the week and pay you three months in advance, how much would it be? Dude says a hundred bucks. I find it hard to believe that three months would be a fifth of your mortgage. Yeah, that seems... Seems like a lot. That seems like a lot, yeah. (laughs) So Charles is like, look, I'm going to put a lien against my house for this. Like, drop the paper, sir. Doesn't Charles, like, not have a job? He's going back to the railroad. Oh, that's true. Oh, yes, they are. So Charles and Caroline are having a nice, warm, intimate fireside chat. And he's like, I'm going to go the railroad. I'm going to raise some money for Laura. Charles, this is what he needed. This is like when need- Graham's neighbor got the old man Ray got a girlfriend. Oh God! Remember? That's what that's what Graham needed because she needed gossip in the neighborhood. Right. That's what I'm saying. Graham yeah. became so obsessed with this yeah. drama because the girl was young, like inappropriately young, like 25, yes. and I Ray was this. like 75. Which we don't even know if that's what the case of that was, but it kept her busy. It kept Graham busy. That's what she needed. And this is yep. what Charles needed. A crisis to solve. Yep. So Carolyn's nervous and she says, if I lost you, I don't think I could go on. And he says, darling, don't talk like that. I'm coming back to you. And I just wrote, yes, please. More of this, please. No, more boring. of this. I didn't even comment on this. Next. More of this. The next day, Charles heads out and puts, uh, no offense, Albert in charge. Okay. Manly, meanwhile, oh, is being God. a gigantic baby. Here we go with the pouting of self-pity. And he's biting Laura's head off because she had the nerve to make him homemade soup. And she's like, he's like, look what you're married to. <laughs> she tries to assure him it will get better. And he repays her by saying, can you leave me alone and sleep upstairs? I'm just like, my God, how is there still 40 minutes of this left? Jay, she runs upstairs and prays. Okay. So, more Doc Baker trying to teach Almanzo to walk again. Now, Eliza Jane shows up. Because uh, what could make this worse, Aim, besides Doc? She's here to help. Oh, well, Rev coming over would make it worse. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. true. We don't see him. Um, did you enjoy the blooper reel that the Mimi's put in the group? Did you see this? I didn't see it yet. You need to see it because there's a couple scenes where... Reverend Alden is busting on Doc Baker. Like, he'll come out of the room and be like, oh, I assumed you killed another one. It's, <laughs> it's pretty funny. You gotta watch okay, it. Okay, I'll have to watch okay. that. So, Laura says, oh, oh, so Liza Jane is like, I need to be the one to help my little brother. I need to be the one to help Manly. And Laura's like, okay, you know how you can help me? Go teach. Go, <laughs> Go teach. teach. Mrs. Olsen's been doing it. The kids hate her. But Eliza Jane's like, I'm not here yeah. to teach. She's like, eh. But I guess so. All right. And and I hear you, Eliza Jane. I'm like, I can't teach again ever, probably. So suddenly they hear a thud, like, (laughs) and Doc is lifting (laughs) Almanzo off the floor. He's like, I'm a cripple. He's dumping him on the bed like he had a little fall. He's like, oh, he had a little fall. He's like, dumping him on the bed and yelling at him. (laughs) Wait, let me do it in the manly voice. Hey, everyone, I'm a cripple and I always will be. Okay. Oh, man. Hey, everybody, don't leave me the fuck alone. First of all, we don't use that word anymore. 
I know we know. He said that. I know you're quoting him, but I I'm just quoting make that him. Clear. Yes. We yeah. Oh that. yes. Oh yes. Of course. Don't cancel Amy again. <laughs> so now Jen, Laura, and Eliza Jean are having dinner, and a random black cat jumps what through the, the window. Literally, what the fuck? Why Michael Landon? Why are you fucking with me like this and just putting in random scenes that make no fucking sense? Okay, this black cat never, like, it never pays off. There's nothing. It, is it supposed to be an omen? Like, are they trying to get, like, oh, metaphorical? Please, like, please what's tell going me on? You're not doing that, Michael Landon. Please tell me. It's, <laughs> it's so. Did they just have a cat hanging around the set that they needed lines for? Well, okay, like, so I knew that. A disaster happened to their home. I wasn't sure what it was. I couldn't remember from the description. I couldn't remember if it was in part one or part two. But I'm like bracing myself for like a fire or something, right? So I'm thinking when Laura puts the black cat in the basement later, I'm like, is the cat going to cause the fire? Oh, no, Lord. no, okay. cat never goes anywhere, guys. Well, there's still a part two. There's still a part two. The cat could cause destruction. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Eliza Chain goes in and feeds Manly like a baby. Okay. She is spoon feeding now, him like a four year old. This is now, not healthy. I have put this on Instagram because it is the creepiest shit I think I've ever seen in my life. She's saying, she's talking to him real like mommy dearest. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want the neighbors to see you skin and bones and think uh-huh. I'm not feeding you. <laughs> Somebody in the Mimi said it had misery vibes. Yes, and I think 100%. that's very accurate. She does the airplane into his mouth. And when he eats, she's like, that's my little brother. I guess big sister will have to feed you now. Laura comes upon this and is like. This is banana town. And Laura should run in the other direction. What is happening? <laughs> it's either banana town or like an outtake of a you porn video. Like, I don't know what is happening here. Yeah. So now Monzo asks Eliza Jane to stay with him while he sleeps. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Want truly hydrated skin? Meet Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. 
It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER. I don't know. Oh my God. All right. All right. Now we see Almanzo sitting on the porch and a Laura voiceover tells us weeks turned into months and she's still pregnant. And there was yeah. no change in Almanzo. And he gave up his exercises completely because the less he did for himself, the more Eliza Jane did for him. All right. Yep. So now Manly announces he's asking for a wheelchair. And he's like, I'll never walk anyway. So what's the big fucking deal? A lot, uh, Laura snaps at Eliza Jane. And then she freaks out on both of them. And then Laura, does she really call him a loser? No, oh, she says, I think you want to be a cripple. Oh, I have Laura calls him a loser. <laughs> nice. I don't think, she, I don't know. But again, Jenny, terrible. she gets a pain. We get Doc Baker flying over there. And guess what? The baby is born. Doc is having a busy month. Okay, I have, there is nothing worse in this world than Doc Baker with his face in your crotch yelling, bear down. Okay, bear down. first of all. Did did you say that? Did you see that Laura said I don't want my baby hearing me yell first yelling first thing? Yeah, she wants my the baby to hear her laughing. Okay. Well, and oh, let's face it, it's Laura. She's gonna be yelling thirty seconds after she's born. <laughs> so, like, does it really matter? Downstairs, she to yell. Downstairs, Manly is sitting there waiting. Care comes. Carolyn comes down with the baby. She shows the baby to Almanzo, who says, "Quote: Good thing it's a girl." Father can't play ball with the son if he's a cripple. Because of course wow. Almanzo makes this about him. Of wow. course he does. Of course he does. And, and I guess, I Jen, just... I guess girls can't play ball. And can I, well, besides the totally sexist comments, can mm-hmm. I just say that Rose Wilder, that baby knows how to act. She's out acting manly in this scene. <laughs> and she's an infant. <laughs> she's out acting Carrie. <laughs> So now we see Charles on the train. And Jenny, who's with him? Do you remember this guy? That shady dude. <laughs> the classic shady dude. The dude who terrorized him at the restaurant when he was racing Almanzo's load all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The, sh- the, the, the uh, token shady dude. Yeah, it's weird. Anyway, Charles says he's going to meet his granddaughter. She's seven pounds, six ounces. And dude does this whole diatribe about who cares how much a baby weighs. I 100% agree with that. I agree, but like, why? shut up, dude. Especially if the baby's in a, like, I get it. If if you delivered a 13 pound baby, you should tell people that. Oh, fuck yeah. (laughs) But like, if it's like in the normal range, like, who cares? Guys, I have an idea. Let's annoy Jenny and in the Mimi B start a thread with how, a picture of your children as babies if you have them, if you have children, and how much they weighed. If you don't have children, weigh in with nieces, nephews, grandchildren, whatever, whatever you got. Okay? Although if you have children, you would have to have grandchildren. Or if you have grandchildren, you'd have to have children. Mm, great nieces. No. Great. Yeah. How can you, you have couldn't... a grandchild and not a child? You marry somebody with kids. Oh, yeah, you could do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You could not birth a child and still have grandchildren. That's true. That's true. You can. Okay. So, anyway, let's start that and annoy Jenny and tag her in it a bunch of times. 
Whatever. So now Laura voiceover <laughs> tells us this should have been a great time. Baby Rose was born. Yeah. Paul was home. But Almanza was pretty much killed by that hailstorm. Manly wrecked it. Manly wrecked everything for everyone. He wrecked the birth of his first child. <laughs> Jenny, do you think Paul would ever let a hailstorm stop him from being a good father? No. No. Fuck no. So Laura, Carolyn, and Eliza Jane are in the kitchen. They're cooking because they're having a get-together to celebrate Paul surviving his job at the railroad and yeah. actually coming home in one piece. Care has a gift. Carolyn has a gift. It's a bread plate. And she's like, the bread plate. And I don't know. I've never seen this thing before, but whatever. But here's the key. Carolyn's mom gave it to her when she had Laura. And now that Laura's a mother, Carolyn's passing down to her. And I wrote, guess Mary's kid didn't live long enough to qualify for the bread plate. Well, I have that somewhere else when they were talking about their grandkid. And I'm like, didn't they already do this? Like, even though that baby died, like, you would think they would have done these same things. Anyway. Anyway. It's time for dinner, and Paul finds Almanzo in his wheelchair tending to a geranium. Oh, God. This is so bad. He's trying to be like Mr. Miyagi. I don't know what's happening here. Dude, you're no Mr. Miyagi. He's just, like, talking about broken dreams. He's being such a (laughs) dickbag. I wrote, this is how I summarize. He's like, this is all I can grow because I'm a huge piece of shit. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. At the post office, town gossip Miss Foster and Harriet are chatting it up when Eliza Jane comes in and reveals her new plan, which is to get Elmanzo a sit-down job in Minneapolis. And once they get an offer, they'll sell the house and they will all move to Minneapolis. I just have, oh shit, you're not moving Charles' grandbaby away. No. I mean, it's one thing for Mary to leave. Who cares? Who cares? It's another well, thing they for, didn't have a kid when they left anyway. It's another thing for favorite young daughter, Laura, to go. At the house, Pa is putting in a ramp. Did you catch that, Jen? For Almanzo? Yep. Oh. And he's like, this ramp is temporary. Uh, you shouldn't have any problems taking this up when you get out of that chair. Well, I you like know? when he's like, it should be sturdy enough. <laughs> like, maybe test that. Yikes. Almanzo freaks out and says, he's, I'm quoting again, guys, I'm quoting him. He's a cripple for life. For life. Charles is like, uh, okay. <laughs> He's being such a man, baby. <sighs> Laura heads out and tells Almanzo, Rose is asleep and you need to watch her until Eliza Jane gets back. Now, Jenny, didn't you think something bad was going to happen to the baby and he was going to have to get out of that chair? No. All right. That's what I thought. And if Don Ballack was worth his... Weight and salt, writing 80 soap operas, that's what he would have put in there. Okay. So on their drive, Pa asks Laura how the marriage is going. He's like, hey, girl. <laughs> and Laura like, What's says, up? we're sleeping apart and he won't kiss me. So she's basically telling Pa, like, I'm not ha- I'm not getting sex from him. This ride with Pa, besides the fact that I didn't need to hear any of that, <laughs> it's just such filler, isn't it? Uh, it is. Though. 90% of this episode is filler. <laughs> So she said, Pa, I can live with the illness, but I cannot live with his silence. Oh, boy. And he only spends time with his weirdo sister. So at Carolyn's, Harriet is spreading the gossip that Laura and Manly are moving. <laughs> Laura walks in. She's like, what are, you, what are you talking about? We're not moving. Now we see Baker heading over to the mercantile. He runs into Laura. Hey, I heard you're moving. Oh, she's she like. Mad. I, I'm not moving. Goodbye. 
Then Miss Foster grabs her and asks, hey, when are you moving? And she goes, when it snows on the 4th of July. Wow. And she fumes and goes home to confront Eliza Jane, who's already launching a public image campaign to get Almanzo on her side. Yep. Mm -hmm. Laura flips out. I'm not leaving Walnut Grove. Period. All right. So now, Jenny, Laura sees this fucking black cat again. What the fuck? But here's the weird thing. She climbs up in a tree to save him. And while she's in the tree, Manly and her have like a a deep talk. I have a question. Go. As a writer, I'm asking you to put your writer hat on. Mm. Would it have been good writing or bad writing if Laura fell out of the tree and got paralyzed too? (laughs) Again, I thought what was going to happen is Laura was going to fall and he was going to rush out of his chair to her. Laura knows how to deal with this you don't need a wheelchair thing. I don't know, Jenny. You should just push him down the hill like she did to Nellie. That's true. That's true. She's she's dealt with this. uh, Just, you know, public announcement. That's not okay. But Laura seems to have a way to do this. Yes, she does. Um, Okay, Jenny. So she's like, what happened to you? You're giving up too easy. And he's like, I can't change. And that's why we need to go to Minnesota. I can't work this far. Do you notice he only yells? Did you say, you said he only yells what? No, I just meant he only yells. Like, he yells. Oh, I was waiting for you to finish that sentence. <laughs> Guys, yeah. we don't have our cameras on. And <laughs> so we're not getting visual off. cues. Okay. Yeah. So she's still in the tree with the cat. And then he's like, will you at least think about it? And she says, yeah. And I just wrote here, the only person who can snap him out of this is Paul. Okay. So Laura puts the cat in the basement. This is where I thought, you know, the cat was going to set the house on fire. Um, She asks if she could sleep next to him. And he's like, quote, I'm a cripple. Your husband doesn't exist anymore. Wow. At the little house, Laura's telling Charles and Carolyn, I think we're going to need to move. Like, things are not going well. And Charles is like, you don't have to convince us. If you think this is the right thing to do for you or your family, then do it. And Carolyn's upset. Yeah. And after Laura leaves, she's like, I want to punch Almanzo in the fucking face. And Charles is like, get in line. (laughs) Now at the Wilder house, Eliza Jane has come home from the post office. I guess no one has answered yet, so... I was confused by this because she made it seem like he had a job offer and they were deciding whether or not to go. No, she said she sent a bunch of inquiries out. Right, but then like time passed and it made it seem like an inquiry came back. I guess it didn't. Guess we're just putting the cart before the horse here. Suddenly some rando dude shows up. He wants to buy the house, Jen. I guess there were no such thing as realtors. No. As as we saw when uh, Jack's widow... And his rotten kids a few episodes ago just sold that house in 10 minutes. So inside Manly's tending to his geranium and Eliza Jane's like, come on, dude, show these people the house. I don't know what's going on here. Laura decides she's going to sabotage the sale. And she's like, we've had no crops. The well dries up. The field is full of stone. This is an awesome house, Manly. It's haunted by a black cat. (laughs) And then we see Laura have a breakdown against the molding of a door frame. And that's it. <laughs> that's the end of the episode. James, well, whose fault is this? Wait, first Laura says, Lord, give me strength. Like, basically not to murder her sister-in-law, I think is what she's asking for. Yeah, strength. I agree. I agree. 
Um, this is squarely a hundred percent Manly's fault. He 100%. is such an idiot. <laughs> like he, <laughs> like Charles did some. Charles did some bonehead moves. Don't get yes, me wrong. He has, but nothing. Like he's just not an idiot. No, this Manly's is... an idiot. Wow. And this is what Charles is left with as a ride or die. Thanks a lot, Garvey. Thanks a lot, Edwards. Yep. All right, Jenny. So at the end of every episode, we look back on theme or a lesson, something we took from the rewatch or seeing it for the first time. We call it our why. It's designed to finish the sentence. Jenny, this is why. What's your why for this episode? But first, did you remember this one? No. Uh, well, yes I and did. no. Like, I, did. I vaguely remembered it, but I don't remember details about it. Um, this is why we thought we were going to catch our death if we were out in the rain or got our hair wet and went outside. Do you remember? Like, oh my God, all the time. Graham was like, you're, you're going to like get pneumonia. You're going to get all these things if your hair is wet and you're outside. Yes. We talked about this. We talked about this a few weeks ago. And if you recall, I bought into it and still thought it was true that you catch a cold from having a wet head. No. And you proved me wrong. So. Jenny, I have, don't be mad, this is why I love Charles Ingalls. Oh, no. Are we really back to this garbage? Like, has the quality gone downhill this much? Let me tell you something. This man, he's just a, a solid as a fucking rock, this That's dude. It. Like, he comes in and he is just dependable. He gets shit done. He'll take care of stuff. He's not a baby. I mean, Laura... She just, she has the greatest dad. I mean, he just takes care of everything. I don't know. I mean, when you compare him to Manly and Adam, yeah. He even went and tried to shake down the bank bank person. Yeah, that's true, he did. Like, come on. And I bet you, we didn't see it play out, but I bet you he would have punched him in the face if he eventually Uh, couldn't figure out. I mean, it's been a couple episodes since Pa's punched (laughs) me in the face. I do love that. I love it, too. All right, Jenny, why don't you tell everyone what's coming up next? So part two of this train wreck is coming oh, up by, next. By the way, guys, this train wreck was an hour and a half. It was probably a two-hour yeah. episode. I almost died. <sighs> Go on. Yeah. The arrival of her first child should have been a beautiful time for Laura, but is tainted by Almanzo's increasingly bitter attitude, as well as the possibility that Laura and Almanzo might lose their home. Frustration meets with anger as Laura feels that her marriage is slipping away. Hmm. Okay. I can't. Please tell me that one's only 45 minutes. That's my thought. It is only 45 minutes. So we're <laughs> going to get a destructive tornado, correct? I hope so. Is it a tornado? Let me see. How do we even know that happens? I didn't say anything about that in the description. We know from a couple episodes when we talked about it. Where are you getting your know. descriptions? I don't know if this is a tornado. Is that this episode? <laughs> Yeah, okay, here. Almanzo's continued morose outlook on life during his recovery from a crippling stroke, not to mention Eliza Jane's pampering, takes its toll on the Wilder marriage. This is from IMDb. Not even the birth of the the couple's daughter, Rose, seems to help. Then a massive tornado (laughs) destroys the Wilder home and Laura is badly injured. She recovers, but goes into shock when she sees a pile of rubble instead of the slightly damaged home she thought was there. 
Laura becomes severely depressed, leading Almanzo to finally realize his outlook has rubbed off on his wife. And he makes good on a promise to change his attitude. That's it. This all happens in 45 minutes. Are you sure? <laughs> now, here's my thing. I could see this episode being two hours because yes. there's a big tornado. Shit happens, right. Jenny, are we excited to see a tornado? Yeah, a little bit. We probably won't see it. We always get robbed of seeing the actual weather. We really do. We really do. Um, Guys... If you haven't already, check out our Patreon. It's five bucks a month. If you want to sign up for one month, listen to everything and unsubscribe, fine, whatever. Just we want you to be part of it because we are covering the masterpiece that is Rock of Love. <laughs> oh, God. Uh. I mean, it is, Jenny, How one word to describe it is what? Um, bad? Trash? <laughs> Trash. trash it is trash <laughs> guys so and we're also doing my so-called life which is amazing so yeah, who knew? I, I hope you join us over there amy's variety hour is coming i'm thinking okay. of ideas i just don't know what to okay. do all right don't hold I, your breath on that one i had a great idea that i should cover an old uh lifetime movie like when judith light used to be in them you know what i'm talking about no, I didn't watch any of that garbage. Oh, God, so great. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. It might just be me talking into a microphone, guys. Can't wait. Yeah. Tune in. That's when we lose all of our Patreon. Timmy has agreed to step in, but he's so busy. Like, I feel bad for asking him. So maybe once he gets the solar on and he finishes chopping all the firewood for the year, then he'll podcast with me. Um, Jenny, on the other hand, has nothing to do. Yeah, I got nothing to do. All right, guys. Um, again, if you haven't, though, join our Facebook group, Mimi Bees. We have a lot of fun in there. And thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon.